O T A K I F Hey, hey. So I think this might very well be the first podcast of 2023 that all three of us are together. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so how about that? Huh? Sorry about last week. Lost the same mind. But we in we in here. We are physically in here. Digitally. I'm kind of, I'm yeah, we're digitally in here. But I'm physically in here, which is the room that I've recorded most of my podcasts. So you know. <laughs> we get it <pepping> real <laughs> Um How are you? How's it going? How's oh no, he closed the lens on me, bro. He said he said night night. Uh, he's he's coming in here too. I'm in the same Tommy, room. Tommy don't Tommy don't even want to know what's up over here. He ain't really rocking with me like that right now. Nah. <laughs> I actually had to blow my nose. <laughs> oh, did it blow you back? No. Oh, Story of my life. That would have been kinky. That would have been pretty kinky. <laughs> <laughs> okay um you guys how's it going how's life how's your japanese culture consumption <laughs> if you had to gauge it from the last time we spoke right now it's pretty good talked about going to japan with some coworkers. well i mean like talked about like trips to japan recently so oh. that comes up a lot it's a big, it's the same guy. It's Andrew, big anime fan. Uh, Sits like right next to me on, on my left side. So it's always like, Mike. Your left hand man. Left hand man. Yep. Thumbs up. Left hand man. I have my That's Japanese cool. saws at work, like my woodworking saws. So I'm using it there too. You have Japanese saws at work? Uh, they're mine, but yeah, I brought them. To Why? Work. Uh, to what use you, to make stuff for? at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just simple wood cutting. That's all. I'm just is this like non-disclosure shit? Like you need? Nah. You have Japanese saws at work. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I bring a lot of my own tools because sometimes I don't like the tools at work. Like they don't work right, so I bring my own. Mm. Okay. But yeah, okay. it's been working. Japanese culture comes up here and there. Um, in terms of anime, I've been watching Spy Family with Ashley. My Hero, uh, I'm watching that over again so I can actually be caught up. Um, I'm also watching Tomo-chan. Um, and one other thing, but I forgot right now. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, How about you, Tom? How's your... As your Japanese culture consumption, your your JCC, how's that going? Nice. Uh, it's been lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Time okay. to get some ramen. You still, still, uh, still on your, still on your, uh, on a. How, how do I, how do I put this? <laughs> Are you still on your? I need a good way to phrase this. Manga on tip? your no, hold on. I'm going for alliteration. That's really what I'm seeking. Oh, but I don't know if I have the right word. Your... Are you still on? Are you still on your <laughs> anime assimilation? Are you still... no, hold on, I got it. I think. Are you on your? Are you? Are you still rocking with bow movement manga? that like a thing what what bow movement manga bro is this bow from last week manga. no i just made it up I, bow movement bow movement oh my manga? god <laughs> oh <laughs> <my> god. <laughs> all right guys this is thanks for listening to the podcast yep later. talk to you guys next week <laughs> So, oh my gosh, dude.
If you guys he's don't gone. know who, uh, <laughs> what he's referring to, because I take a shit and I read manga at the same time. <laughs> it's a good time to do it. It is. Uh, at first, I thought you were saying Mal, and I was like, "Oh, my anime list." Oh, I, I, I guess. Oh. Okay. Like whatever is yeah. like the top on Mal. I'm like, okay, I, I guess that works. Nah, bow. Man, I would get called out way too much at work if I like disappeared in the bathroom. Like, I know. Where'd you go? I'll be as up. long as you don't disappear with the Japanese saws, I think they're not too concerned. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not taking Where tools into go? the bathroom. Where did those Japanese Where did those saws Japanese go? Saws go? <laughs> it's like specifically those Japanese saws. Just your saws? page over the intercom. Mike. Mike, could you please return with your Japanese saws? We, we're a little bit concerned. We're concerned. We don't know where you've been. Um, Yeah, your manga consumption. How's that going? Are you drinking water? Yeah. Okay. I didn't me? know if you had like a tea or like soup in so you say soup? Yeah, dude. Some people drink soup in those things. Yeah, but then they pour it out first. Not if it's like at the right temp. Yeah, I would, I would drink it at the right temp. But I would down some. I would down some like clam chowder. If it was, like, okay, now you're yo! crazy, dude. What the <laughs> fuck? Right you're gonna to choke, stop. bro. What the? Hey, okay, if you guys, don't if it's like know, a runny context, clam chowder, I'm drinking out of a hydro flask, and he's saying to put soup in. I'm not saying to put soup in there. I'm He's saying some, that he some do. I, I'm saying some do consume soup in their hydro, hydro flask. Is it the straw kind? What do you have? You have a like open mouth one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm against you know, the straw. Yeah, trying the straw. to get that trying to get that, you know, open mouth kiss with the yeah. mm, with that stainless know? steel. Mm. Just like I there you go, <laughs> but that's just so huge, bro. Like I just I don't know. I take it off, bro. Like I just screw the whole top off. Two hands. <laughs> yeah, I I used to you do know, that, sometimes then... it takes two hands to carry. You know, like I get it when it's that big. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, are you reading manga, bro? <laughs> uh, for the most part, yeah. But like, anything good? Any like uh, chapters are just like. Oh shit! Finally, we're like, oh shit's getting crazy. Oh, uh, I mean, it's been there's like a couple that have been just building up for some some moments, and one of those moments just finally got to it. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about it because it's secret. Oh, yeah. why? Because wait for the people who read the manga. I'm not gonna say anything. What is the manga though? You don't have to talk about the story. Which manga? They're is gonna it? know then. They're gonna be like, oh my god, I have to fucking read it now. Then. And then, Damn it! You know, so, is it spoilers if it's like something happened? Something does happen. <laughs> yeah, but like that's not spoilers, bro. Of course, something's gonna happen unless it's a slice of life where nothing happens. Slice of life. Actually, like I think reality. All the reading, like around, like within the last week or the, like this week, has been like, yes, finally, kind of thing. Damn. Finally. <laughs> <clears throat> what about you, Vic? So, so Tommy's tight lip. Tommy's tight lip about his. Not the, not with this bottle, though. You feel me? <laughs> he just deep throated the uh, deep throated the entrance of the uh, of the hydro flask. No, my mouth can't open. It's not that big. Got a little. You got a little tongue action See? in there. Um. So yeah, he's too big, man. Unless I ever release this video. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as I think? reflect, I've been watching Alice in Borderland with China. That's okay. part of the reason that I'm going as slow as I'm as I'm going because it's only when we're in the same space at the same time able to watch it. Yeah. So where are you at? Bro, we're going to get to that. I want to talk about the other stuff real quick before I dive in. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, Spy Family, I've been watching. 
Um, mm. I don't know if you guys saw. I've kind of sort of returned to Instagram. So I posted uh, Spy Family yesterday on my story. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's right. <clears throat> I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Spy Family, I'm into what it. What episode are you I'm, on? Uh, not deep. Not deep. Maybe I'm, episode I'm five either. or six. Yeah, like I'm at that. I'm at that point six. too. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Like I'm around the part where he's like rehearsing Anya. Is that is that shit overhyped? For, ooh. Well, oh, you haven't watched it? I I was reading it and then I stopped. Oh, why did you um, say that? I'll put it to you this way: so I don't... many fucking people talk about this anime. Is this shit well, overhyped? I don't. Okay. Yes. Um, yes, a lot of people talk about it. I'm not saying yes, it's overhyped. I'm saying yes, a lot of people talk about it. It was partially because Nikki said that she was watching Spy Family that, oh, like, yeah. broke the camel's back for me to go start watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was just like, you know, I should be watching something that people are watching at the same time and, like, not just be watching some shit after it's done. Yeah, I totally you agree. Know. Not trying Fuck. to be Mr. Hipster. I'm so bad at that, dude. I'm always like, you know, I'll get to it. Yeah, I usually don't want people to like mess it up for me, so I don't really want to watch it like at the same time that everybody else is watching it. But then that means I'm behind. Yeah. So when people have things to talk about, I'm like, oh, I don't know, I haven't seen it yet. You, you can't control it. Yeah. I'm gonna get to that later. Like, okay, <laughs> weirdo, why not watch it now? You know, so it is nice to be a part of like the trend you know yeah I'm part of yeah the, i'm part of the crowd now i'm watching spy family um yeah it's good to which be speaking pocket. of listeners if you guys feel that way like are you down to like watch stuff while everybody else is watching it or do you want to wait until it's done so you can just binge do you binge brand new shit or do you like wait for it to like put out all the episodes like what's your take on that but um yeah yeah, I uh, I'm My not friend? deep enough. I'm. Mean, I'll put it to you this way: I'm not deep enough into the anime to say whether it's overhype or not. I will say that I don't have that many criticisms about it. Hmm. Um, which which I think is a good thing. I think it's a well put together anime so far, and I think that um. I'm into it. Like, I'm not crazy about it, but I think the concept is good enough and familiar enough in that, like, I would say, if you never watched anime before, I think Spy Family could be something that you're into if you say, like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm. Like, that movie. Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, while I was watching it, I was like, oh, shit. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Good one. Good one. Mm -hmm. Um... Spy Kids. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with Spy Kids personally. What? Yes. Well, I mean, I, wait, what? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know that movie that much. That's like a Disney movie, right? Uh, I'm not sure. That movie, they give me Disney Maybe? vibes. It's part part I mean, of yeah, why. I why. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. I mean, Mike, you're watching it too, and you're at about the same space. Would you say Spy Family is overhyped? The bad thing about me is that, like, I don't really hear too much or pay attention to people talking about it. <clears throat> um, but I, to answer your question before about whether or not people prefer to wait uh, for everything to be released or like be up to date when things are releasing. Mm-hmm. I think I used to be part of the crowd where it's like, I'll just wait till everything is bingeable and I'll just like have a marathon. Mm -hmm. But like these days, like, I guess it just depends on the amount of time that I have these days. I'm just like, okay, I'll just get it in where I can. So I'm starting to shift gears where it's like, I'm going to get it where I can, but I'm also tied to Ashley watching spy family because she Mm. wants to watch it too. And mm-hmm. so, like, I pause and I wait. Mm. Okay. Okay. I feel it. Um, oh, but also, it, I don't think it's overhyped. But then again, I feel like if I finish it, it I might change my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
but so far, excuse me. Um, I, I like I like the animation so far. I like Anya's uh character. I like her situation that she can kind of um read everybody's minds, but like it's it's a good way to illustrate or animate internal dialogue. It's like just have her be a psychic and be like be able to like speak in her mm. mind. Mm-hmm. you can understand cool. people's motives their concerns and all that stuff because she's like there to yeah expose i guess you know i didn't think about it that way but mm-hmm. that is actually kind of a pretty cool tool yeah that yeah, they it's clever. that they like utilize there so yeah no i mean honestly like as it seems the family currently seems like a match made in heaven yeah. um so that's cool um okay so yeah i'm watching spy family I'm kind of losing interest in Golden Kamoy. Mm. Um, it's becoming too stereotypical anime for me. Like what? What are the rinse and repeated tropes that you're encountering? It's becoming very sexual for like no reason, I feel like. Mm. I mean, um, mm. Yeah, like... It went from like this, like really dope, like I'm a warrior story to like, oh shit, there's these tattoos. Like, oh shit, we got to find the tattooed people. We got to get the gold. So all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah, the gold. But like, I'm horny though. Like, wait, what? (laughs) It's like, I'm horny. Like, I'm. (laughs) I don't see what the issue is here. Like, the whole Dick Sensei situation. Yeah, oh, there's shit. a there's a guy that was like one of the prisoners that I think is tattooed also, but then he's like horny and like wants to sleep with this dude that became a woman to like survive despite the fact that that happened and like that he knows that it's ultimately a prisoner doctor underneath all that shit and like this is <clears throat> getting very layered. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of like, I feel like they're just getting lost in it. Like, they're, like, creating all of this, like, sexual jokes and stuff, like, in an effort to, like, make the series, like, maybe last longer instead of just, like, getting to the point. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it's kind of, like, annoying me. Like, it went from Mm -hmm. something that I watched, like, ooh, hell yeah, like, let me see how this goes to, like, I'm starting to feel like I shouldn't have suggested it to people. Like, one... Or I'm starting to feel like it's not as top tier as I thought initially. Mm. I mean, um, to like, it's becoming more of like something that I just put on almost like one piece. Like where it's like, oh, I just put it on like wherever the plot's going is where the plot's going. And I, I'm kind of a little bit saddened by that. So that's, that's Golden Kamoy that I'm watching right now. How many episodes is Golden Kamoy? I think it's 24 total. Um, okay. I'll go back and double check, but I do think it's 24 total. So it's like not that long. And it's like, okay, so you guys could have made like a 12 episode. Yeah, it could have been shorter. could have been more concise. But if um, you're comparing it to One Piece. Yeah, and that's the crazy missions. thing because it's like, yeah, dude, there's not that much. Okay, it's four seasons. Oh, shit. Damn. Golden Kamoy is supposed to be four seasons. Uh uh, they're talking about the manga. I need the where's yep. the anime? Do, 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 do. Written by music by anime television series. Forty two episodes hey, plus four well. OVA. Yeah, so they definitely could have done that shit in half the episodes. It seems to me. Um, they are putting a lot of focus on food, which is something that I'm like, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it um, because they are kind of like in the wilderness trying to survive and stuff. So like, that's cool. Like the fact that they're able to like kill shit and make all of these like traditional dishes, I think is dope. But um, yeah, they're getting lost in the sauce over there. <laughs> I, I had much higher, much higher rankings and like esteem towards that anime. And now it's starting to. What is, what was the initial like appeal that you saw? Um, or the vibes that you caught. First off, I didn't know anything about it, and I hadn't heard anybody talking about it. So I guess the unknown was like an appeal. Okay. Um, 
the immortal Sugimoto becoming like this <clears throat> retired uh, war vet that's like out here on a whole different tip. So it's like he can kill people, but he's also like he also has enemies and like people that have gone rogue from the war. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like there's there's a there's a reasonable amount of like tasty drama that it starts off with yeah. and like mystery and shit that I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 for sure. And then it just kind of started to just devolves into a slice of life. Yeah, it's devolving. People are making fake tats. Like it's it's I don't know. Like it's just like, oh shit, okay. Because I'm right. not getting any I'm looking at like images right now on Google, like Golden Kamoy anime. And like I'm not getting any of what you're talking about these pictures here it's it's like no i mean like the i'm getting like some mystery i'm getting like oh there's some sort of battle there's a war these guys are all like warrior types mm-hmm. looks like there's like a grand battle but nothing like what you're talking about like it's devolving into like food or like obsession with i don't know getting some which is fine but i definitely don't get that initially I almost feel like to a certain degree they're adding more sexual tension because there aren't that many female characters. Mm. Mm. Um, anyways, uh, I definitely still recommend you watch it. I think other people will enjoy it. I just feel like it was kind of like a bait and switch. Like mm. where I was like, ooh, good story. Oh, I hate that. Wait, not so much. <laughs> what other um, animes like that? Like bait and switch anime? Just something to think about later. I wonder about that. Yeah, no, I'll I'll give it some thought. I'll get back to you on that. Um, still watching Great Teacher Onizuka. Oh, what episode are you on? Dang, I'm At surprised. I, I no, feel I mean, bad that you. It's like it's a little too pervy, or like you know, kind of inappropriate. But it, the pervy, the pervy, the pervy wears off some. So maybe this is the opposite of a bait and switch, like where it starts off like super pervy and then it kind of like gets Cleans up. a little deeper. It's like, hey, I'm going to be pervy to get you in here if you like that type of shit. OK, like not actually pervy that much, cool. which, cool, cool, cool. you know, I think it's cool. Um, I started watching One Piece again, uh, just putting it on, kind of making my way, man. It's it's a journey. Um, <laughs> it's a journey. I'm like maybe a tenth of the way through the entire collection. So that's saying. When something. did you start? I don't know, bro. Obviously, sometime last year, maybe even a year before that. Uh, but I'm like definitely over a hundred episodes in at this point. God damn. Yeah. Um. Okay. Nice. The moment you've all been waiting for. Alice in Borderland. Okay, so gonna start this by saying I'm not done with the series. Uh, because like I told you, the pacing. But here's my hot take. <clears throat> Season two, episode six is the best episode of the whole series. I'm not done. But I think it's the best episode of the whole series thus far. China agrees with me. And it almost agreed with me enough to be part of this podcast today. But she's sleepy. <laughs> so. Oh, I, I hear, I hear somebody. She's in the background. <laughs> what was episode, episode six? What was episode yeah, six? Can you, Spoilers. Okay, so, so here's the rundown. Here's the rundown. Um, let me make sure I don't mess up names so that when I'm talking about shit, it makes sense. So you just say that one guy with the, you know, with the hair, <laughs> you know, I can, the one that one guy with that, the hair. that one chick with the that other hair, you know. Oh, damn. that one guy with the hair. Okay, so I'm gonna. Is it? These pictures are not doing any justice, and there's so many freaking characters in this show. Eh. That's okay, what I'm so saying, dude. Just describe hoodie guy. Hoodie guy. Okay. I think. Okay. I think his name is Asa. 
Shishia? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's when he's having the... Um, oh, it's... He's a- playing, when he's playing the King of Diamonds, he's and he the- finds out that it's number two. Like, number two is the King of Diamonds. And, like, <laughs> they're sitting there, and they're playing this, like, uh, this mathematical game. Yeah. yeah. Yes, dude. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so, for the listeners, Tommy just did the pose. Um... Tommy just did the pose. Oh, fuck, I gotta look this up. Wait, you don't remember um, this one? This is the one where... Uh, describe it for me some more. It's please. the one where there's a bunch of the people in the group, and then they have to uh, choose a number between 1 and 100. Oh, so, in the yeah. circle. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yee! Okay, I'm, I'm, up to, I'm up to date. Bro, I'm just gonna put it to you this way, okay? I just Googled Alice in Borderland Season 2, and... Season two, episode six is the fourth most Googled. <laughs> it's the fourth most Googled episode. I, I'm pretty sure there's like a reason. Like people are trying to figure out like how to get those numbers. Oh, how to figure out the number. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the math work, the math work was a lot. Like I was just like, oh shit, bro. Like, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> like obviously the math got much easier in the end. Yeah. But like initially, it was just like fuck. Dude. There's some like yeah. savant. That one guy the guy on. that just kept like doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the thing that's interesting about that is like I feel like that's like a common uh, characteristic of like mathematicians. Like they try to they have like some sort of like physical quirk when they're like thinking of I would, I would thinking like, of numbers. <laughs> yeah. The air whiteboard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's the best episode thus far. Um, And I questioned, there's a lot of things that I feel, that I feel like it brings to light. And that's kind of what I wanted to discuss. Mm Yeah. So, first of all, I feel like this episode really draws on or points out the 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 importance of the beach like the beach was important for the series mm-hmm. i didn't think that it was initially like initially i was like what there's all these people that are playing this game right mm-hmm. but like now you know there's a lot of new characters that were introduced that were part of the beach and like as a virtue of what's that what's that philosophical quote that's like um if you want to go if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together or something like that I've have you heard this quote heard before that. but if i mean it makes want, sense though it it's got the vibes of philosophy if yes. you want to go fast go alone sir philosopher yeah, so um, I guess it's a Af- it's an African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. It makes sense though. <clears throat> I like that. Martha Martha Godert Godert. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel like that's a like when I thought about it, it's like damn, like you know, you definitely weren't gonna get too far in that game, in any of the games, if you didn't have some sort of help. Like if you weren't like linking up with somebody so i do think that the initial concept of the beach made a lot of sense now mm-hmm. mind you i'm still not done with the series so i don't know what more is going to be revealed i wouldn't be surprised if there was more word on the beach in the in the last two episodes but like um you know ilguni is an important character his like uh his Hell regret yeah. for like making certain decisions yeah. um you know crazy enough at the end of uh, of episode 6 you see that Naragi is still alive yeah <laughs> and it's like dude. how it's like how 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 is he still alive <laughs> this fool has been through everything at this point um and then but but much of the focus on Chishio um, who I asked, you know, me and China had like a pretty deep conversation about this. I was like, yo, is Shishio the main character? Like, 
he wasn't in the first episode, so you can't necessarily say that. She was just like, I definitely feel like he's the main character of season two. And I'm like, yeah, because they started showing episodes of like him doing shit like on his own, like him being on challenges on his own. It's like you do. Uh... Oh, my God. Why am I not thinking of his name right now? The dude that played video games and did nothing with his life prior to this. Arisu? <laughs> yeah, Arisu. Yes. Arisu and the, and the fucking chick that's freaking awesome. They're like a main character together. And mm-hmm. then he is like a main character on his own. Yeah. Which I do think is interesting in this episode as well from the perspective of like him trying to kill them. <laughs> Yeah, when they were in the beach, like when they initially came to the beach, he was not fucking with Arsu, like being around. He's just like, ah, well, whatever. It's just that's Shit just happens, life, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just life, bro. People die here sometimes. Um, almost like that. There was like a jealousy, like he framed him, like all these different things. But like, then there was like a, I don't know, like. I don't know. So this episode, bro. Finding out. Obviously, this is filled with spoilers. So, like, if you guys are listening and you don't want to be spoiled any further, like, turn off the episode. Go watch the show. Come back. (laughs) I do feel like at this point, because I started watching it, because you guys suggested that I watched it, I've definitely gotten at least two or three people to watch the show as well. Nice. Like, Ayo, watch Alice in Borderlands. So, I'm doing my anime missionary work. Um, <laughs> the cult? <laughs> the cult, yes. Um, finding out that Shishio is a doctor in the real world? Very interesting conversation. Uh, now, now you know why I like him as a character. <laughs> I've thought about you. I've thought about you a lot, like while watching him like do his thing. Yeah. Um, I would like to think that I'm like him, but I know I'm not. And that I'm more like aspiring to be like him than I am like him. Especially in this particular episode. Cause I was like, oh, the way that he's like the way that he's reacting, the the way that he's choosing decisions and all this stuff, like I feel like those are different things that I would do and say. Hmm. But I was like, nah, bro, you're a poser. You wish you were that way. You're not actually. <laughs> yeah, this guy's way. super duper cool, man. There's certain es- there's certain aspects that I I would do and have done in competition situations, though. That he like cards that he played in this particular game that mm-hmm. like I would do in real life. Like I've done in real life. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. I actually want to speak about this. Um in a deeper concept, and I'm curious for you guys' input on this as well. So I'm going to tie in some of the concepts um, that led to, like, a pretty decent side conversation with me in China. Yeah, go for it. So for context, they're in, the, they're in Borderlands or whatever the hell this shit is, okay? They're in Borderland, and... Um, And it seems like the world that they were in before, but it's different based on the rules that are in there. Money doesn't matter, yada, 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 so on and so forth. Um, When they show that Shishio was a doctor, I had to pause it. Like, as soon as I saw that he was a doctor, I was like, fuck. And I hit the pause button. (laughs) And I I turned to China and I was just like, I was just like, dude, so like, in light of the pandemic, right? Mm. I was like, when the pandemic happened, I, I was questioning, yes, bro. I yeah. was questioning my work. As far as like, I was like, fuck, there's a pandemic. I am a musician. Like, I'm a music producer by trade. Like, this is what I've been doing. And I don't feel like I'm helping society at large in a pandemic type situation it made me feel like I should be in the medical field. I was like, I should be a doctor or a nurse or something like that because that would be able to help in this situation. Mm -hmm. 
Now, the reason I started talking about this is because the politics on this medical tip made me feel like, fuck, dude, it doesn't actually matter that much. Because I 100% believe that shit like that happens. Oh, no. It, it does. It does. It's a business, man. It's a business. Ugh. It's crazy, yo. And uh, yeah, it just led to this very deep conversation of like, okay, how are you positively contributing to society doing the work that you do? Right? Um, and so I kind of wanted to open that up to you guys and see, like, did you guys have any thoughts like that during the pandemic? Um, I know Ashley is a is a in the medical field, so I wonder how Mike felt with that. And also, like, had you considered the politics of the medical field prior to maybe this episode or something like that. So I just wanted to kind of like ask you guys what you thought about what your feelings were on that. Three years removed from the beginning of the pandemic, almost. Um, yeah, it's, it was a roller coaster. Um, it's definitely was a lot of, well, in terms of feelings, there was a lot of fear because uh, a lot of things you hear on the news about, <clears throat> how many people get sick, how bad they get sick. So it's very worrying uh, at the beginning of the pandemic or maybe even throughout. Towards the end, it tapered off because of uh, some of the developments we've made as a society or as like a species. <laughs> it felt mm-hmm. it, like when the pandemic happened, I I never knew I would feel kind of like how like people in movies would feel. Where it's like, oh, shit. Maybe the world is more fragile than like I believed it was because like mm. flights got stopped, like sanctions got put in place or like not like military sanctions, but like biological sanctions got put in place. Like people closed their borders and it's just like, well, what? Mm. You still got to exchange. We still got to do all this stuff. But yeah, it was a risk to everyone's health. There's a lot of fear at the beginning, <clears throat> but it was also a lot of like testing of the system and it's, and it's like really looking at what works and what doesn't. And it's crazy to see how much stuff doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. I, I want to angle it a little bit more towards the work that you felt like you were doing at the time. Like, did you criticize the work that you were doing uh, occupationally? Or did you find, like, a sense of understanding or peace, like, in the field of work that you were in? No, definitely not. Because, I mean, although I was in the aerospace fastener business uh, as an engineer, I didn't really feel um, like there was any contribution to, to society. It's like, it's transportation, I get that, but, like, there's also a lot of military. Like one of my stances personally is that I'd rather not work on uh, military projects. I'd rather work on projects that help us as a people um, connect with each other more or like, you know, take care of each other more, like increase our quality of life in terms of not making someone else's quality of life shitty and um, making it sure that it's accessible to everybody like that. I would prefer to be working on but you know i'm I'm not so skilled of an engineer to be like able to choose that that kind of line of engineering yet but that's pretty much my stance and at the time i felt like no aerospace fasteners it's great but definitely doesn't feel like i'm helping the pandemic mm. what about you tommy I mean, we worked at the same place. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, yeah yes, you, you yeah. guys were working at the same place at that time. Were those similar sentiments for you? Or did you maybe uh, come up with a different perspective of like what you were doing at the time? Uh, to be honest, uh, it didn't even come across my mind. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? Like, you were just like, oh, fuck it. It's just more of the fear of like, Am I going to live the next day? 
Right. Mm. So that took over. Like that's a big because because like at the time, dude, we were stuck going into work still. So we just had to just do work and then go home. But you don't even know if you're gonna bring it home every Mm. single day. And were you still living with your parents at that time, or were you by yourself already? Uh, wait, pandemic hit <clears throat> March twenty twenty. Oh, March twenty is when it like out. really closed down everything. I moved out right when the pandemic really hit. Oh, yeah. So that's why okay. when I brought it home, like I know for sure my family will be fine uh, because I'm not gonna be. I'm, I'm by myself. It doesn't matter. Right. But it's also the fear of like if shit happened while I'm by myself. No one will know. Yes. Yes. Damn, I was worried yeah. about, yeah, people that are living alone. Like you two. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, nah, dude. I actually had a very difficult, like, come to Jesus moment. Also, mind you, like, again, I, I probably, like, don't put enough emphasis on this shit at, at all. But, like, when Kobe died, that shit really fucked me up. Oh, dude. Yeah, bro. And that sounds crazy. Like, an athlete died and that fucked up the way that I, like, perceived. Like, I've never so much as even met Kobe in person. I think I've been close to him because I went to, like, Laker parades. Mm -hmm. But, like, only close enough, like, you know, somebody, (laughs) you know, like, he's going by on a fire truck or something. And I'm, like, waving at him at, like, you know... 11 or 12 years old. And then again, when we were, what was that? 2012. We were like in our twenties. That's it. I've never, (laughs) you know, but like the impact as far as like the philosophies that he spoke about in his uh, interviews and like the different things that Kobe did for Los Angeles, like us being LA and then the world, like, ultimately like after that Mm -hmm. bro that shit like really fuck with me um it just so happened i mean mike was part of the mastermind that is no longer Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and you know that was the same time that i was like hey everybody like let's double down like let's figure out a way to make a thousand dollars doing some other shit and i like went into like all this work that i normally wouldn't do and I remember exactly where I was when I heard that Kobe died. And that shit fucked with me. It just so happened that one of the things that I took on, which was delivering pizzas, like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I go from, like, oh, lowly pizza delivery boy to, like, essential worker. Yeah. And I and I actually took a lot of pride in being a good pizza delivery driver because everybody was buying pizza for delivery because they couldn't go out. Yeah. And people were like, you know, I was getting thank you notes, like, for delivering pizzas and shit. And people were tipping, like, a lot. Like, thank you so much for doing yeah. this work. Like, risking your life in a way to, like, still try to, like, give me pizza. Like, give me food. Like, yeah. you know, people were tipping, like, 20 bucks and all this other shit. Like, really yeah. constant, like, consistently. Yeah out of out of gratitude writing me notes and stuff like i still have notes that people wrote me like during that time period i even made friends with some of the people i was delivering to where they like were special requesting me to like do that and it's like i felt in a way like i was really being a positive force like doing a, a positive contribution to society like in that work Right? Which sounds kind of weird. No, not at all. Um, but I mean, I, I enjoyed the, the context, work, even though yeah. I, I wore the shit out of my car. <laughs> I wore the shit out of my car. You know, I went back on the concept of that I told myself when I was 12. Like, I never want to have to wear a uniform ever again. Like, when I went to Loyola, I, didn't, I just had a dress code. I didn't have a uniform. And I was like, yeah, I'm never going to wear a uniform again. Well, me getting comfortable wearing that uniform has now turned into me wearing a uniform every fucking day when I'm flying. Um, but it's also, <laughs> like, changed, changed my lifestyle. Uh, I think for the better. It's um, <laughs> Question. <laughs> I've been exposed to more things than I, uh, I don't know. Anyway, like, thinking about it all, like, I did feel like there was a certain level of, like, 
peace or appreciation that I could have for the work that I was doing in delivering pizzas, as opposed to the work that I was doing in producing music, which I also feel like there was a, there was flawed thinking in me feeling that way about music. Yeah, definitely. It's a powerful Um, force as well. Well, that's not even me necessarily trying to like get myself to be okay with producing music again. There were actually like a lot of my friends said that they almost doubled their revenue during the pandemic. And they're just like, yo, like money ain't pandemic numbers anymore. Right. Like that was kind of the thing. Like, holy shit, we hit a lick. Like, I'm so appreciative for this episode for making me think about this and for like us having this conversation right now because I think it's really speaking to some of the deeper truths about this life and our existence. Um, first of all, one thing that I want to say <clears throat> in in creative efforts, especially since we're speaking about Japanese <coughs> culture and like anime and like manga and all this other stuff, culture is a way of bookmarking your society. So that when future people have the ability to look back at like the artistic artifacts that you've made, they can infer something about your society. So my flawed thinking was that my music was doing nothing for people. When in actuality, people being stuck in their homes, people got really creative during that time. Like, if you were able... Like, if America had handled this shit the way that the rest of the world handled this shit, there would have been... Like, there is a certain level of booming that's happening in the tech industry right now. But there's also... But they also, like, overshot and, like, are, like, backpedaling a little bit. (laughs) But, like, um, there's a lot of people that came out of the pandemic much better than they went into it. And there's a lot of people that came out much worse, but don't seem to want to admit it or they passed already. Um, But I think culture uh, is really like a beautiful thing. Um, Art museums, artwork that's created, uh, TV shows, manga, like music, all these things are very important. Like, I I don't know all of the science that goes into like music and all this other stuff, but like music can really be like a friend to you. Artwork in general can really be like a coping mechanism like for you. Um, now that I'm talking about this, Tommy, you remember Reva, my ex, she studied music therapy in college mm-hmm. and post-college like was working in New York um, in music therapy and sought to like heal people help people get better like through music and stuff and i know that like movies anime can be an escape for some people like in regards to uh the world that they're living the lifestyle that they're living in i know for me my fucking shonen ass loving anime that shit motivates me to like stay ambitious like, in general, which I think is really good. Um, So I'm grateful for them showing that part. And now I want to get into another side of the analysis of that particular episode. Number two was a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Number two was what? Number two was a lawyer in the real world. With a desire to make things fair. Are you confused? Hold on, I gotta look at the characters. You dude, didn't know? Dude, why don't you think the room was laid out that way? <laughs> Wait, who was number two? He's number the, two is the, ki- the king, king of, of diamonds. diamonds. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I forgot about the numbers. Oh, from, from beach. the beach? Yeah, yeah. I forgot Yeah, about yeah, that. he's number two from the beach. Which, like... Yeah, he's a lawyer. Yeah, he's a, a lawyer. hospital lawyer. Was it? No. Was he? She's a regular lawyer. No, he's just a regular lawyer. (laughs) I think. Yeah. Shishio like was a hospital doctor, and he's just a lawyer. Number two is a lawyer. But the thing that I think Uh, that was super interesting about that is it's like 
dude, we have a lawyer and a doctor, right? Those are the fucking occupations that people are always like, you're going to grow up to be a doctor or a lawyer, blah, 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 right? <laughs> right? Yeah, and it's yeah, like, you have a doctor. Success. Yes, dude, you have a doctor and a lawyer sitting here talking about the philosophy of life and the value of a human life. Episode six is the fucking best episode, bro. Like, for that reason. Like, they're speaking on society on so many different levels. I mean, like, the show itself is speaking on society on a lot of levels. Like, we just got off of episode five where they were playing tag with the queen of... Hearts? Oh, where no. she King. Queen. It's queen of spades, I think. Queen of... Spades. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the Wait, Spades? Yeah. Clubs? Queen of Clubs. Queen of Clubs. Queen of Clubs. Queen of clubs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, whatever the physical yeah, the shit was, boy. right? Because they were playing tag. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they were playing tag. And it's like, you're coming off of that. And it's just like, everybody was ready to let the little boy die. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But, that was crazy. Uh, right? Yeah. Right? That's like Cold. that episode... That episode initially was like a long roundabout way of saying fuck them kids, right? Pretty much. Fuck <laughs> them kids. <laughs> that episode was was a beautiful representation of fuck them kids. But the thing about it is it's like it's speaking on society. Like there's a lot of times where like societally, I, I know this because I actually just recently had this conversation with somebody. Um that used to work in the education system. Um, do you guys know that the way that public schools get money and like tax money is divvied up among schools is based upon their test scores? That makes sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, I mean, it makes sense that that's what's happening. Right, right, right. right yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So like, because of that, you have schools in poor areas that don't get as much funding as the schools in the rich areas because the schools in the rich areas have more resources to hire better teachers Mm -hmm. and create better environments for those students to, like, thrive. Yeah, yeah. So, like, our tax dollars are then not going to the people that need them. Yeah. They're going to the people that the system is rigged to benefit. Yep. So Mm -hmm. you're not gonna... Like, that is saying fuck them kids. (laughs) Because there are more people, there are more kids that live in marginalized circumstances that aren't getting help from our tax dollars than there are of kids that live in better off situations where the public school system benefits them based on their test scores, which sure people will probably say something along the lines of bootstraps. And like, you know, I was, I was in a really shitty situation myself and I got myself out and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you're a lucky one. But think about all of the other people that were not lucky. And the way that I'm tying that into, like, Thank this you. episode is it's like... <laughs> I was like, where is he getting it? <laughs> the way I'm tying... The, yeah, the way that I'm tying that into this episode is it's like, you look at this kid. As far as we know, as the viewer, the kid's parents have passed. We don't know how the fuck or why the fuck there's a kid in here, but he's the only kid that we've seen in here. Yeah. And the queen strategically picks the kid to be the king. Essentially assuming that people are going to choose life in the only way that she can conceptualize it over saving the kid. Ethics. Yeah. That is fucked up. But yeah, it's a it's a mirror to like our society in a lot of ways, bro. Like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, dude. This kid can't do anything for himself. Yeah, he's literally just stuck. 
He's useless. stuck. He can't do shit. There are people and 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 Arisu and I can't remember her name. Um, but Arisu and her like are literally down to the point to where it's just them two and him on the challenging team, and they have to convince people that are basically off the hook already because they've sided with the queen to not only side with them to save the kid, but also to like experience physical pain to do so. Everybody gets shocked when they get tagged. Yeah. And they ultimately end up flipping the script to where the queen is by herself. Like, bro, like I was just like, holy shit. Okay. So like going back, to episode six, um, I feel like at the very point that Chishio like turns his iPad, no, no, he fucking says. It. So before that, he says, "Yo, I'm betting a hundred, or I'm I'm picking a hundred. He literally says it. So he's putting him on the hook. He's putting him on the spot. And then when he has the final chance and he picks 100 and he literally picks up his iPad and shows him, I was like, oh, shit. You're putting pressure on him right now to make his decision. Gave him the deciding power. It's you who's responsible whether I live or die. Well, I feel like there's more to that, though. Speak on it. So, okay, so if you think back to when it shows his flashback of him being a doctor, right? Yeah. He was already set on saving this kid. Right. But because of, you know, oh, so-and-so's whatever. Yeah, kid or whatever that's invested It's part of the director, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to give the transplant to this person instead. So I think there's this sense of guilt that he feels because he didn't save the person that he was hoping to save and he took the money. So he was in a sense like it's either I live or I die here because you know like I feel bad for what I did in my real life. Like I don't deserve to be alive but this kid could have been alive too. So it takes a little okay. bit of this like fire away from his like you know actions where he shows it's bold but it's also a bit guilty. Like he yeah, feels bad. he's like he's, if I if I die, then it's okay. It's it's like I deserve to die. Yeah. So, I'm I'm grateful that you brought that up because that was also a side conversation that me and China had while we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it seemed as if it seems as if like at this point, you know, there's only two episodes left for me to to watch. Okay. It seems as if everybody that's in there. <laughs> Up until, up until the kid, mm-hmm. they all seem to have a reason. I guess the girl too. They all seem to have a reason. Like, like this world is like repentance for like whatever they failed to do, or like whatever they chose to do or chose not to do, like or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Like when I was watching it, I was like, uh. But I think the way that I. I think the way that we reasoned it was like, oh, maybe that was just the tool to exp- to explain like why people should strive to live now so that they can get back to the real world and do better than they did previously. But then when you get faced with this kid and it's just like, I don't know, you're a kid. How the fuck did you get here? Like, what's the, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then you're faced with... And then you're faced with, yes, like the the point that Shishio uh, maybe was trying to make, like you said, was like, oh, like, I don't deserve to live. Who's to say who lives or dies? One of the concepts that I was uh, making comment on is that when you face a face card, if it's the Jack or it's the Queen or the King or whatever at the end, there always seems to be some sort of conversation. Yeah. Like before yeah. they get killed. Yeah. Um, where it's like, some sort of truth that they're able to uncover. And I think the lawyer, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, choosing to die in this instance. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Part of me was like, yo, is he going to choose 102 and kill them both? 
because oh shit because what's the value of like my life versus your life mm-hmm. but also like i could also see the perspective of like yo thank you so much for giving me the freedom to choose when i didn't have freedom to choose before or like shishio making the comment of like damn you got to choose so on and so forth like he was basically just like i envy the position that you were just in um Ah, it's such a fucking good episode. Um, <laughs> my thing is, my thing is, uh, yes, I do think that there was some of what you're saying, um, especially when I look at it. I think that I think that there was some regret, and that maybe he felt that that was like a sense of repentance. Um, but also, we had reasoned that, like, oh, because of that experience of him having to make those difficult decisions. Or having to just go on with like the fucked up ass system, that is why he's able to be so emotionless and calculated like throughout the whole series. Like where it's just like, oh, well, I'm doing what I gotta do. Yeah. I mean, like what he said, he's he if he had to get a game, he wanted it to be fair. Mm-hmm. He wanted the person who plays the game to have the choice to live or die. And mm. that's how he did it that way. Ah, bro. I'm glad you're liking it. <laughs> <laughs> now I need you to finish it so we can <laughs> we could get deeper into this. Ah <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, nah, I'm totally, I'm totally down. Like, I'm tonight. totally down. <laughs> no, he said, like, finish it now. tonight. Finish it immediately. <laughs> sleep with it on, but not sleep. <laughs> And watch it. <laughs> just one eye, just constantly, just, just like. Hey man, I mean to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, technically, um, technically, I don't have to go to work until like nine tomorrow, so. dude. So just two more episodes, two more hours of your life, well worth invested. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we might very well get through it. I mean, she has work. Or she's good to be called at 3 a.m. So watch. Imagine if the- <laughs> you finish it. Guys, we need to record now. <laughs> at this moment, right now. At this moment, now. <laughs> oh boy. You know, and and before 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 I like in this episode, I will say I have a tendency to like get to a point that's really fucking good and just meditate on it for days. I do this in books too, like where I'm like reading a book and I'm like, damn. That's so good. And I sit there and I'm like, I don't even want to finish it. I just want to be right here. Like, I just want to live right here for a little bit. It's going to be Um, there, man. But, you know, no, but uh, but conversation is also waiting. It's going to change for me once I experience more because my current perspective, like, bro, episode six is so good. I low key want to watch it again. Like, I just finished watching a couple hours ago and I, like, high key want to start again with that episode. I think I even made a comment earlier where I was just like, that episode is so good, I low-key want to start the whole series over so I can feel that. God damn. Like, it's like a drug, bro. Finish second season, dude. (laughs) Finish it. And then you can rewatch it. (laughs) Tommy's like, can you just fucking finish it? Dude, I'm opening another beer, man. It's finish your first one. Yeah, dude. I just... Double fisting, bro. I've been waiting to talk about the ending. They well, the next two episodes, actually. Shoot, I need to Oh, the next them. two? The next There's only two, two bro? So, okay. dude, you're right okay. here, dude. Just- hey, I'm here. I'm here for it. I just, first off, I just want to thank you guys so much for being vulnerable enough to have that conversation with me about your internal feelings, about all that stuff. But that's literally, like, what made me think about it. I mean, even just... Even China was, like, speaking about, like, <clears throat> the importance of flying, like, despite the fact that there weren't, like, high loads, the fact that we were shipping cargo... Um, on our flights, um, in some instances, I think she said, uh, there was a plane full of like traveling nurses, like one time during the pandemic. And she was like, okay, this is how I'm doing my part, you know, like finding peace in that. Um, it's amazing. Um, and I do think that the, the lesson that I want everybody to take away from this is thinking about these sorts of things. And I'm trying to remember the quote that they said like hella times in this episode, Something like, uh, because it's in line with my ideals or something like that. 
chef's kiss. Bro, like that is good enough to get a tattoo of. Oh, like because he he references it too, right? Like when we're number two is down and someone picked him up. Yeah, you realize who who picked him up, right? I didn't realize it yet. Wait, make the connection. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so so when he was on the stairs, right? When he's on the stairs and he didn't want to go up, the Mm -hmm. young kid's like, "Yo, I gotta help you up because someone helped me up." Okay, it was the bus guy. Wait, what? Oh, wait, wait, you're talking about the guy bus guy that like had the fucked up ankle? Bro, I have to go because back Because Arisu helped him up. Yeah. He wanted to push oh. forward and help someone else out in need. Bro. <laughs> Crazy, right? What? Wait, who Dude. helped who? Arisu, so, the bus okay. guy. In the... In oh. the bus episode. No, go ahead, Tommy. You go. Oh, yeah. Where they no, run Tommy. all the way down and they're not supposed to and then they run back, right? That yeah. episode? Remember Arisu went back because he wanted to save the guy who was left in the bus who couldn't mm-hmm. move forward. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that helped out number two at the stairs. Well, it's they didn't show the game, Six. but it showed, it showed number two laying there playing the game, but he didn't want to move forward, but the young kid helped him out. Because Arisu helped him out earlier on. Crazy, I know. How did you recognize that? Because I was like, why does he look familiar? And then it just clicked in the instant. And I was oh, like, no. Damn, I didn't catch that. Fucking tight. Damn, dude. There's a lot of things you start noticing like as you watch it. If you like, could recall stuff. That's why I binged it for a reason. I didn't let it sit. Because yeah. I was able to relax. Well, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's caught up. He's 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 meditating. almost there. Home stretch. You're almost at the goal. You get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're almost about to win the game. Okay. All right. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> um. If you're watching Alice in Borderland, let us know what you think about it, how you feel about it. Do you feel like season two, episode six was the best episode? Um, Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, And we'll we'll hit you on the flip side when I finally finish. Hell yeah. (laughs) Peace. Peace.